broadcasting from the Blanchestan Centre. This is Phoenix FM. This is 92.5 Phoenix FM, community radio for Dublin 15. Hey everybody, it's JB Jeremy Borash and you are listening to Daryl O'Connor on the... And we are live, guys, here on Phoenix 92.5 FM and Nerdstone Media Wrestling Rewind and the True Petty Channel. We're back with the Wrestling Rewind, episode 43, and we're here to talk about WWE 1999. Um, I'm so glad we're doing this run. Um, I'm talking to some of the people in the Irish um, Wrestling Facebook group, so got a couple of subs from there, guys. Thanks so much. Um, again, look, if you want to get involved in what we're talking about here, shoot us an email, nerdtoknowmedia at gmail.com, or you can just leave it underneath this video. We have two channels here on Facebook, on, uh, not Facebook, two channels on YouTube, and of course on oh, Twitch as well. So absolutely. So yeah, because like, you know, we, this is a, a fan-based show, so it is one that we um, we like to kind of throw up in there with certain things. So um yeah, like we were going to do sold out this week, but neither myself or Dave have the energy or time to do that. So we decided to pick a good show, which is No Mercy 1999. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, right? This is true. It's, a tr- it's funny, though. We went to... Uh, no Mercy. But we were talking before we went on air, uh, and you were saying, oh, I haven't watched Hell in a Cell. And I'm like, I'm not watching that. It's like, yeah, I, didn't, I don't want to talk about it either. So this is what, if you're expecting Hell in a Cell talk, guys, you will be sorely disappointed. My advice, don't watch it. Turn on the network and watch something good, <laughs> which is No Mercy and, 1999. Which is No Mercy 1999. And also, if you're like me, and at the last pay-per-view, United Champions, the only thing that you watched was the <laughs> uh, the triple threat ladder match, you'll be mm. pleased to know that there's a special on the network, um, uh, one of those behind-the-scenes videos they do for like 15 minutes that features AJ, uh, Jeff Hardy, and... Sami Zayn all getting ready for the ladder match and discussing it and stuff uh, going up to it. So that's kind of cool. So that I like that they cool. put that feature on there. Yeah, they just know they're like, what can we get? What what can we get Dave to uh, to be happy with? Basically, I, if they just was AJ in a match at Hell in a Cell, I don't even know. I don't. I don't know. I like it. it was I started watching was it. He? I, I I don't I, think I it was. I don't think it was. I, I started watching it and it started off with the the Roman Reigns match and then I kind of watched a bit of it and I fell asleep because yeah. I got so bored. So Why am I not watching WWE pay-per-views? This is now three out of the last four pay-per-views that one of the biggest draws in the company was not on. So why am I going to watch it? Like, I don't you see they took, they, they, they took his Twitch away from him now? Did they... I, I heard that they were taking yeah. certain people's Twitches away, but he was originally allowed to keep his. They took his too? I think so, yeah. Uh, Paige did a whole crying thing where he took her Twitch away as well, and she was... Right, I saw that, but I thought AJ was exempt from it. I don't know. What I, are they using? Is he just not allowed to... Yeah, they're not using anything. And it's AJ, just, it's any week, any week you want, come on. You're more <laughs> than welcome to come on our show. You can say whatever you want. 
It's fine by it. me. It's fine. I wear your, I wear your, I wear the silly face mask to protect myself from that thing yeah. every day. It has your logo on it. Diehard fan right here. So come on, do it. He is. He is. You know, I don't know. I like, was there. I was there for you when 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 Anderson and Gallows were fired. I watched your mixer. Oh, can I still say mixer? I watched your stream show that night, and it 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 hurt me to see how sad you were, AJ. So I'm yeah, here he for you. Happy. He wasn't happy. Did I have a good match with Jeff Hardy on Raw though this week? Well, that's well, oh, did he week, get drafted to Raw? <laughs> no, yeah, he just moved. He just decided. I didn't, he didn't, I didn't want follow. To I didn't follow anything to do with um the draft. I don't know who got drafted where. Did did AJ end up on a different show than uh, Paul Heyman? Because that's all I care about. Uh, yes, he did. Yeah, because there uh, we go. Reigns is on SmackDown. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah. Um, and where's Ricochet? I don't know. Probably in catering. <laughs> Probably in catering. Last I no, saw, he was actually on an episode of Raw. I don't know. So I don't. I, if any, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what I'd say is, look, uh, it's so difficult to like. I, I honestly, I know I say this every couple of weeks, but I do feel bad for anyone whose like job or livelihood depends on covering modern <laughs> WWE because it must just be horrible. I really feel sorry for you guys because that sucks. And Bound for Glory was on. We will probably do a Bound for Glory show this week uh, Ooh, at some point. We and need it was, to do that. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So that's pretty cool. Um, like I really like what's going on in Impact at the moment. So that's kind of AEW's a joke. Um, I've given so, up on them. Yeah, I just I'm them. just waiting for them to go under. To be honest with you, but Impact. But there was be... one good thing. Can may mm. I may I put out one good shout out to AEW? Yeah. Sure. Uh, Chris Jericho and was it MJF did oh, a duet. Yeah, that, that was fun. That was pretty. That was pretty good. That was pretty. Good. I I'm looking forward to Jericho's return to WWE like every week because I'm just like I miss Jericho on WWE. He was like, there's only one year left, right? Yeah, I think that's what will happen. I think he'll just come back or else he'll um, try something. He's going to retire in WWE for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's this AEW thing. I you know it is what it is. Um, and uh, you know again you see some people uh, proclaiming it to be the the be all and end all, and you're like. Are you watching it? Because it's really not like it's none like, of this is good, you know. It's, it's no, just, listen, if we had not had the the whole CV thing come, I don't know, maybe AEW really could have taken off with live audience. We'll never know, hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe like it could have been better than WCW. Like, we'll never know. All we can judge it on is what unfortunately what happened during this time period, and it's hmm. just like during. I think it was 2008 when the Writer Guild of America went on strike and a bunch of great TV shows got canceled or had limited episodes and lost all their viewers because they didn't they couldn't produce because they didn't have the writers for it. So, yeah, bad things happen in the entertainment industry, even to great companies that had potential. So it is what it is. At least impacts fun. Impact is like I think the main thing with impact is it knows where it is and knows what it's doing and it doesn't go beyond that. And it, it's great to see um, from all reports, Bound for Glory was really good. I know they have a new world champion, so I'm going to watch yes. it this week and we'll, we'll that'll probably be what we cover next week or we'll do a bonus show or something. Like that, yeah, I think we uh, should. You know. But that's what I like about it is exactly what you just said. They, you know, not to quote The Rock, but they know their role and they stick to it. You yeah, know, they're not and, trying to pretend to be anything else. And it's one that fits them, right? They actually have their identity that's what's great, you know. They have their like when you're is, watching impact. When yeah, sorry, when you're watching impact, you know it's impact, you know. Right. Yes, it's We're not TNA of 
you know, six, seven years ago where they were trying to be WWE. Now exactly. it's TNA being a step up from Ring of Honor and just trying mm -hmm. to put out a decent product that actually suits their talents. They're not bringing in a bunch of, you know, they bring in, you know, here and there, your people from other companies, but they're not bringing in people over the age of 60 on a, you know, on a regular basis to try and sell their product, which yeah, is what AEW is and that's the problem like AEW is just it's that's a whole thing in of itself you know I just say look if you're an AEW fan you have WWE Network bang up WCW 1999 and that's AEW there you go like or watch our show from last last from two weeks ago <laughs> you'll get it again you know uh, we watched <laughs> we watched it and that's it and I love WCW and I that's what I liked about AEW initially but I've seen it and it just seems to be what it is, you know? So that's, that's what's coming up on our show. Uh, next week, we'll be doing a, a, our first impact show, which I'm excited about. Um, so that's going to be good. Uh, but we have no mercy 1999 to get through. Now what's yes. interesting about no mercy 1999, obviously it shares the nomenclature with arguably mm. the best wrestling game of all time. It's up there with SmackDown vs. Raw 2007, in my personal opinion. I like to, uh, 2005 has a GM mode, doesn't it? Or 2006 has a GM mode. Whatever has a GM mode I is was, my favorite I was, one. I was never a GM, even in like FIFA and such, I was never a, a GM fan. Really? It's just not my thing in video games. I, I don't oh, care okay. for the simulation. I want to actually, you know, I, don't get me wrong. There's some things in life in which simulation can be fun. But on mm. the other hand, sometimes I just kind of like to get myself wet and really enjoy things. No, that's fair. Like I would say, you know, I would still be a huge, I think it, I think it is an American Euro thing where like we seem to really like simulation games because like football manager is such a big thing over here as well. That To be honest with you, I would... I would really like WWE to just release even a mobile game. That's GMO. Just, just to you had mentioned that. I remember you said, "Hey, this year instead of Battlegrounds, just do a GM mode." They should have done you that. Know, then you don't have to worry about it. They should have. I don't really think it would have sold well in the US, but maybe it would have sold well internationally. I'm not sure. Well, the thing about it is, it's like you know, I have uh, whatever whatever that SmackDown game was released for the PSP. I have it on pretty much everything. For no other reason than I like playing GM mode on the go, you know, and I play it. So I, I think it's something they should really look into. Like it's, it might not sell in the US, but again, you guys, football manager and stuff isn't really a thing for you guys. Um, no. it, it'll probably sell huge here and it'll probably be a hell of a lot better than Battlegrounds because Battleground, Battle, Battlegrounds was <sighs> terrible. <laughs> it was really well, bad. you know what? So. I, I I didn't even bother to use the Steam code. I just straight up refused to. I, I didn't even give it the credence. But you know, maybe since we were just talking about Impact, and oddly enough, they're actually kind of bigger. I don't know if, if the numbers still stack up, but they used to mm. be bigger than the WWE even was in the UK and Ireland. So maybe rolling out a GM mode style game for Impact it would that wasn't high budget. That could be a good idea. Like a mobile yeah. game, maybe. Yeah. Not, okay, that'd be cool. Idea. Definitely worth a pitch. Send me your royalty checks. Absolutely, definitely worth a pitch. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we might have that conversation at some point. <laughs> might have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so move. So moving on back to the actual um, our timeline. No so we've been covering so it was shows. Sixty four, man. Oh my gosh, wasn't it? Sixty four, yeah. Uh, so um, moving back to our timeline. So we've been covering a couple of shows from nineteen ninety nine, and. 
you know, obviously SummerSlam, Unforgiven, Rebellion, No Mercy, and then into um, Survivor Series. <laughs> You're going, I can't wait until you see Survivor Series. I'm really looking forward not- to it. Yeah, I really want to see this kennel match, and yeah. it was not on Mercy. It wasn't on Mercy. It's, 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 it's in it's in Unforgiven. Unforgiven. We need to jump back to Unforgiven next week. We we'll do we we'll do Unforgiven next week after uh, Battle Glory. So you teased I, me, and I thought I it was going to be on this card, no, and I waited on this the card. entire it's night. Not, but I wanted to. And I had ahead. to watch stupid Triple H be stupid Triple H, and there had nothing to do with a dog anywhere, and I was very upset. No, because this is over. This is like they've ended this angle. So. Um, if you're if, if anyone watching this is waiting for the kind of helmet, we will get to it next week. I promise we will get to it next week. Um, so basically, right, this whole thing is like the transition point away from everything that we've kind of covered and working to write out Stone Cold Steve Austin. So, this is mm-hmm. where this is you start seeing the, the real rise of the rock and you start seeing the rise of Triple H. And kind of that gradual phase out into what you'd see 2000. So this really sets up an awful lot. Plus, you start seeing in this as well, the change in the way the card was done and the tag team division. There are some like seminal moments mm-hmm. in this. And I wanted to kind of just watch something really good that I knew was going to be good from start to finish. And this is one of them. Um, Unforgiven is great, but it has some absolute clunkers. Uh, we'll get to that next week. You'll see You'll see why I, I chose this one. Um to cover first so i have to start with the most obvious thing about this show other than it's from ohio that's not really obvious but the most obvious show uh, part of it is vince russo isn't writing it ed ferrar isn't writing it either they're gone their last show was unforgiven 1999 which we'll cover next week and um basically what this means is they completely changed the way they're writing the show it's it's gone totally oh you can tell yeah, so it, it, it's mean, white. there's that clunkiness uh, now as well. And you see it most, most obvious with China and Jeff Jarrett. So yes. it was supposed to be a best of seven, apparently. Uh, a best of seven as well, apparently. Um, but it didn't happen that way. And also Jeff Jarrett was on the way out. Uh, sorry, the best of seven was supposed to be a ladder match uh, with tag teams. So that's what that was changed, and it became the the Terry Invitational, which we'll cover when we do. But the the Who Jeff wrote Jarrett, this. The Jeff no, Jarrett I don't mean the show. No, no, no. I just mean I once. This is the second weekend again that yeah, I, I need to I, complain heavily about whoever about the heck Wikipedia. wrote this Wikipedia article. Yeah, that it, it totally threw me off there when I was going through it. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, so the, I'll explain the tag team thing in a bit, but the actual uh, the China. Jeff Jarrett thing was completely changed as well because Jeff Jarrett basically held Vince McMahon up for money because um, he was on his way out and he's like, I'm not going out there and dropping the belt unless I get more money, which is pretty much how TNA started. Um, it was one of the reasons that was the seed money and this kind of is a very, very... Um, <laughs> it's a lot of money for one match it's a, yeah it's, it's it's a well-known kind of thing and also you know i wouldn't be surprised if this was like a dark side of the ring episode eventually when when, when you make one about china because it's even in her auto why have him win if this doesn't make any sense oh he didn't that's he didn't he win did, but, um, he didn't win that's why he did well, the job originally yeah i didn't originally. i didn't accept it i refused to accept the loss <laughs> like originally remember jeff Jarrett, i don't understand how using a belt which he had in his house does not count as a household item. 
Well, look, the thing of it is, Jeff Jarrett um, was going to sign. I, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but we're basically talking about it. So, yeah, that's fine. I'm just saying. Uh, I also okay. don't understand why. Why could China use a rope break in basically a no DQ match? I just don't understand the rules. At least I oh, understand the okay. rules and rules okay. of rights, even if the okay. rules make no sense. Okay. okay, so let's start. Let's start. <sighs> Oh, it's funny. My the my WWE app just went off with a notification. They know we're talking about it. <laughs> WWE app. Yeah, I it's disabled those app. notifications for. Th- I disabled my network, network app like three years ago. Fair, fair. Mainly because uh, I don't watch pay per views at the right time, so I was tired of getting spoilers. That's fair. That's fair. Um, okay, well, look, let's start there because we've already kind yes. of touched on that. So yes. this was the fourth match of the night. And it was a good housekeeping mm-hmm. match for the WWF, WWE, Intercontinental Championship. The worst eight minutes of wrestling you'll see. <laughs> but also First of all, some of the best. that is not a pun. That's literally the name of the match. Yes. He's not saying it was good match. housekeeping. He actually means the name of the match was a good housekeeping match, so which I, li- I loved. I so thought it was fantastic. So the I story loved all li- the spots. I so did. St- I really like this. I'm surprised by your reaction. No, no, no. Please no, tell no. me about the story. Uh, you don't uh, even uh, care what I have to say. No, no I do. No, I do. On. I do. I do. Don't, I just, don't. I just tell have, me I about the set, story. I just have to set the table. <laughs> You're going to set the table there. for a good Get it? Get it? I, I, yeah. You may, uh, yeah, okay. you may proceed. So this whole this whole thing was basically set up around the chauvinist Jeff Jarrett angle, which we saw all the way back around um summer and a bit before so Big this fan. was kind of like yeah it was probably his best run to be fair except for his tna run which was really good early on um oh, yeah. so yeah look i thought this was great uh and it kind of came to an end because jeff Jarrett was leaving to go to wcw and they're like right we want to get the belt on china which again would then lead into her feud because jericho and we'll we'll get to that because that's a really cool feud in and of itself but um because they really ramped up this chauvinism thing, which would kind of be China's staple, even with Jericho uh, in mm. a couple of couple of weeks, um, it was decided to be a good housekeeping match, which is, I I wasn't sure what to expect, honestly. Like as a kid, I did, you know, it was weird watching it anyway, because you didn't really, it was such a weird kind of thing to do. But even as an adult going back and watching this, I was still like, okay, well, let's see if this is still as strange as I remember. And it was, and I did like it. I didn't hate it by any stretch of imagination. It's just, it's, it's such a weirdly paced match. It's just a weird thing overall. And like, fair play to Jeff. Like, obviously he's getting paid a, a boatload of cash to be in this. Obviously. Oh my gosh. He took so like, much punishment. Took so much punishment. So I'm like, well, he kind of earned his money to be fair. He really does get his, his bell rung a couple of times. Um, you but can look, ring I mean, my bell a couple of times if you're going to pay me half a million dollars. That's fair. At least he used it for something good. To be fair, his company's still around. Um, oh, by the way, he was on the well, pre-show. He was on, he was on the pre-show for Hell in a Cell, and I didn't realize it was him. I'm like, oh my god, Jeff Jericho. You know, oh, really, really old. Yeah, I was like, wow, that's crazy. Um, you didn't yeah. watch Hell in a Cell, Hell in a, Hell in a Cell, but you watched the pre-show. Yeah, because as I said, like it was on like ten o'clock because it was great. I was like, uh, in Ireland, the, the the clocks go back before you guys, so it was on really early. And I'm like, oh, I'll watch the pre-show, and uh, and then I fell asleep when the show was on because it was so boring. But uh, I like Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett is is really cool, you know. And he, I is, like him more you know? now, having gone back and watched the Jarrett and really seeing him in his yeah like, first prime. His, 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 his and w- I did 
in TNA. Because don't the, get me wrong, TNA he's good. He's a heel, so I never like loved great. him. You know what I mean? He's great. Like I love I love Jeff Jarrett um, as a, as a kid. I thought his gimmick was just gas. Um, yeah. I did, and then in WCW, I was a big fan of him as well. I was like, oh man, I love his gimmick. His gimmick is great. You know, he always had these really good gimmicks. And then in Impact, just being that unstoppable guy who someone had to be, that was like, oh well, he's like, a, you know, an off-brand Triple H. So obviously, I liked it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was yeah, a it was, big deal when AJ beat Jarrett. Like that it was, was a, a huge big deal. deal, and it was a huge deal when Raven beat him as well, and Ken Shamrock. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the, these were like right, pivotal, yeah. pivotal moments, you know. So like his career, he gets this specific thing, and the way it was written into WWE lore, and then expanded upon during the uh, the invasion when they bought it with the slate of WrestleMania. Uh, not WrestleMania, the the last Nitro. Um, people bought into it. Oh, Jeff never drew, or Jeff was terrible. It's like, no, he actually was quite good. It's just, you know, the victors wrote the history, right? So you go back and watch it, or you watch TNA, and it makes a lot more sense. But this why was... do you think people still legitimately believe that? Uh, uh, never mind, it's, it's off topic. Fair, but let, no, but people always do kind of believe it as, as well, and it's. It's something now that I think with Jeff being back on WWE TV, if you haven't seen it, um, like my goal for this show is to really kind of like shine a light on the actually in context and in its time, but also any show we do to kind of give that context. And this one yeah. has been like mythologized and expanded upon and lied about. The match itself was pretty bad as a match, but it also was pretty amazing as a match. But it was so weird. And ba- I think the, Do you think it would yeah, be fair so, to say bad as a match, great as a storytelling match? Exactly. That's exactly what I was getting at. So from a technical standpoint, it's some of the worst wrestling you'll ever see. But from an actual like performance story, it really kind of it wouldn't make China. Right. It actually like Jeff Jarrett made China, right, into a legit main eventer. I know she was in the Royal Rumble and she does kind of stuff, but this really put her on the map as far as right, she she has beat this despicable heel, this despicable misogynist who hates women or whatever. And I that forgot really... how beloved China was. Oh, that, yeah. That was man. very apparent she watching this. so beloved. And, you know... Which, considering how terrible her ring gear is, totally blows my mind. But at the same time, she only got that way because Jeff was so good as a heel. Mm-hmm. Like legitimately, you're like, oh man, you're such a horrible, you know what? Like how you know you're saying this kind of stuff, and you know you'd see on like pay women to like Hoover in the ring, and then put the figure four on them, and you're like, wow, man, this is, you know, I never saw a heel do that as a, as a kid, mm. you know, like I I never really because you know obviously I just always liked the heels as a kid, no way, but I always well. was like, you know. And um, I was just like, oh, I've never seen someone do that before. That's that's insane, right? And uh, it was it was just so believable, you know. We we're like, you know, this one would do anything to win, even that, you know. And um, I just uh, you're just drawn to him. Just such a magnetic character. Having trying to come in and do that, she could have been terrible, and she wasn't like the best wrestler in the world, but she was pretty decent. Now, her matches with Jericho and Bob Holly later on. <laughs> yeah, um, Jericho has some stuff to say about that in his books. But you know, she, I always thought she was competent. 
but having this specific match really kind of elevated her up beyond just being Triple H's sidekick, being her own her own wrestler. And uh, I I think pairing her with Miss Kitty was great as well. She'd eventually become the cat. Um, yes. And actually, oh, I I love Miss Kitty, and I well, obviously there's the connection there with Jerry but, Lawler, but his reactions are so but, funny. But do you know who brought Miss Kitty in? Um, probably some lady that was walking down the street and was like over 70 years old and didn't have any friends in her apartment complex and had some leftover cat food. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett. Oh, you mean, yo, you mean the wrestler. The wrestler. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett had Deborah. Deborah walked out on, on, on Jeff there Jarrett. There is no time for my nonsense. No, I don't. I don't. Because there's so much context <laughs> to get through here. Uh, <laughs> And Miss Kitty was introduced as a, a valet for Deborah, and eventually she ended up taking over. She left and joined up with with China, and then eventually would marry Jerry the King Lawler, and Jerry the King Lawler would leave, and that's how we get the amazing commentary team of Paul Heyman and Jr., which is my favorite commentary team. By the way, okay, that's a lot of history in one breath. But before yeah. you, you know, just completely filibuster me out here. No, it's I some questions. I just have I really one question. Do. Just have one question. No, one forget, question. forget, question. forget, question. forget your question. <laughs> you're, you're not recognized by the okay. house. Okay. Um, okay. I I'll actually really so like the concept. Yeah, I really like the concept of having a female valet for a female wrestler. They don't really Makes do sense. that much. They kind of did it with uh, Peyton Royce and um, the other Australian chick. I'm so sorry. I forget your name right now. And it, it worked, but they were like each other's valet when the others were working. Mm. Kind of how the Bella Twins did it. I, I actually like that. I don't know. I think it's fun. You, you can look, but you can't touch, right? Oh my gosh, who is Peyton Royce's uh, tag team partner? I I, I don't know, dude. I don't. Well, it's know. modern WWE. Why would you know? Yeah, I don't care either. Like it's it's just if I can't remember the names, it does, they're not born. Um, you watch. You, you are. You're beautiful. Please disregard this Irish fool. <laughs> I just can't remember your name. What I will say, and the question I was going to say before I was rudely interrupted by interrupting my mm. filibuster. Um, yeah. <laughs> tonight, I should read the hat, the hat and the cat. Exactly. The cat and the hat. Oh my God, I can't even speak tonight. You're welcome, Irish radio. <laughs> tonight, um, right. So during this show, obviously we had Jerry Lawler at his most Jerry Lawler-ness. Did you have any good quotes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. I, oh my gosh, I did have one. Uh, uh, oh, there's something about getting it up at one point with Miss Kitty, I believe. <laughs> there was a lot of it. I loved yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah, that was great. There, there was none like crazy offensive, which is I was kind of expecting. No, expect there to be. I was surprised. He, he was, was just. I like, don't even think he mentioned puppies. I was disappointed because no, he was too busy like lusting after Miss Kitty. That's true. He <laughs> didn't want to offend her. I don't That's know how I am when I'm. <laughs> I just, I'm just like, how are you not on the list, Jerry Lawler, <laughs> or the character? Like, I mean, that that we know you know? of. Yeah, it's just <laughs> like, man, like this is like creepy. But I don't know. I think it's funny. I think it adds so much to the character. You know, as far as like the character of Jerry the King Lawler is like a cartoon, right? And I think the way oh, he, he plays is. it up is so funny. But you're like, if this was real, like you'd be on like loads of lists, you know. And I think WWE pushing that boat out at this point. <laughs> what? Where- you be on loads of lists she's perfectly of legal age yeah but he'd be hanging out behind the bushes watching her you know it's like that's <laughs> okay 
Okay, so he might be he might be like on a crazy that list. stalker. Yeah, you know, that's, that's, if you were to actually go into I get it. If you were to go into Jerry Lawler's house, you would actually see that there's just like a whole ton of like voyeur tapes of Miss yeah, Kitty like, and, and Brian Lawler. And that's kind of the character that, that <laughs> I always kind of assumed that's what he was trying to portray. Like, you know, a voyeuristic, you know fiend. <laughs> Yeah. I like that. It's literally he marks out for his son or the divas. He doesn't really care about the rest of the card. <laughs> to be fair, I I do always love when he like he's uh, commenting a too a too much match. He's just saying, "Oh, yeah. Brian Lawler is the best wrestler of all time." <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> it's, it's just brilliant. Actually, in a uh, in Survivor Series again, too too cool debut, and it's fantastic. Yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I know I love I love Jerry King Lawler, but man. The character that he betrays is so what is so crazy to like 2020 world in general. That right, but does it make more shock. sense when we look back? Because he was like, how old is Jerry Lawler now? Like what? I'm gonna say 67. Off 67. Top of my head. Yeah, no I think he's like 65 or 67. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, he's, <laughs> I thought yeah, he's you looked that up, but I was dead on. But my point no, no, is, he's, he's so around that. Yeah. When we're going, when we're going back in time. Now we're talking about him when he's in his mid 40s. So mm. is it really as creepy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Fine. <laughs> yeah, it's still that was kind of, my point of argument. <laughs> it's like it doesn't matter how old or young you are. Like a voyeur is a voyeur, and like it just seems like <laughs> yeah, it's fair. Like it's I just fair. imagine my whole image of Jr. Like his professionalism, like his gas, where he's just like the whole time he's just like you're so creepy. <laughs> just, you know. uh, I have a serious question. Um, absolutely. Believe it or not. Uh, this goes ties into, of course, the China uh, match with Jerry L- uh, Jerry Lawler with um, Jeff Jarrett. Do, mm. I was expecting Jerry Lawler at some point during this feud to make some references to Andy Kaufman, giving his real life. Well, not real life, but giving his wrestling feud with Andy Kaufman. And Jeff Jarrett is essentially being Andy Kaufman in this entire gimmick. He's ripping it off. Yeah. I wish they had played with that a little bit more because it's so it's such an iconic moment in wrestling history when Lawler slaps Kaufman on a on the I guess the Late Show or the Tonight Show whichever it was mm. and yet I don't know I feel like they missed the mark in some bringing in some good history. I don't think or maybe they don't want to make it obvious that they're copying. Yeah, I, that's yes. that's what I, that's what I say. Well, it, sure, even then they wouldn't even mention it. Eventually, they would yeah. kind of lean more into it. It's weird because. I remember that that was kind of like a talking point, even as a kid, like, because they do mention it or yeah. did mention it every now and then, but they still would never do it. It kind of becomes more of an accepted WWE lore as we kind of move away from it. Because remember, Jerry King Lawler was still on TV every week. So he kind right. of had to and it, did happen, it did happen in the Memphis territory and not yeah. WWE. And I guess yeah. WWE didn't own those tape libraries at that point. They would now eventually. But yeah. they do own them now. Yeah, you can probably find so, it. So uh, huh. China obviously won her first in the Connell Championship run. This would be her Did first. China. Yeah, this would be her first main title. Um, and she's and doing she... great things today too. So really proud of her. You know she's dead, right? <laughs> can we edit Did you... that out? <laughs> Did you know she was dead? It was. It was really off color. <laughs> All right, this you've made this mistake before, Dave. You don't know who's no, no, alive no. and who's dead. I, I no, I do know. I just I was it was I was trying to make a and it just after I said it, it I just was like, no, why did you say that live on the air? And now now it's out in the world. 
send your hate mail to uh, <laughs> Dave Stevens. Yes, yeah, Twitter. please send your hate mail to uh, AdamIowa at gmail.com. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Please please don't. Uh, <laughs> please do. <laughs> he also enjoys BBW pictures if you're wondering. Oh anyway. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's a deep cut. That's a deep cut back to the. I'm, I'm the going. Re- I'm really yeah, back, back to, to back, back mm. to the network. Well, um, yeah. okay. You're so, welcome, people who don't have any idea what just happened for the past. Yeah, uh, yeah. Unless you're uh, <laughs> following the rest of you radio network ten years ago. Yeah, <laughs> you have no idea. Where and I've been listening to our shows consistently. Yep. And know of my track record. Absolutely. Oh, not track. I shouldn't use that term when referring to China. That's. I'm not trying to. Okay, so well done, China from 1999. Um, that was a big win. So let's go to the start of the card with one of the best wrestlers on it. Midian was defeated sadly by the Godfather in seven minutes. I was sad to see Midian lose. Um, I was sad. Oh, this had a great line from Lawler in it. He said something along the lines of, because um, Midian, who was ringside with Midian? Oh, Viscera. Viscera. Whatever his character's name was. And he did some really great interference. And one of the Godfather's hussies didn't have that great of interference. And I think it was JR actually said, the Godfather needs to get some tougher hose or something along that line. I was okay. like, line of the night. That was well, the one. Well, remember, Godfather's hussies weren't called hussies. They were called hoes. They were working women. No, I know, but I didn't want to say hose because I was leading to the punchline of me uh, delivering JR's line. Hence, I called them hussies. Well, see, they were never, they were never, I did like the fact that Godfather would come out and like offer them instead of wrestling. I thought that was always kind of like, that was lost on me as like an eight year old. But as an adult, oh, that was I, lost on me too. You pointed that out. You're right. Yeah, that is a clever yeah. little. Like, that's what he uh, would do. That would be his thing. And then. That's despicable. Yeah. I love it. The, but depending on who do you wear, sometimes you'd be like, no, I'm not going to offer you a hoe or anything like that. And you're like, this would just not fly. <laughs> this would just it would no not way. fly at all. I, just, no. okay, I need to clarify. It was not about whether she was alive or dead. It had to do with her trajectory in the last few years of her life. That's Dave, what I was trying to reference. We're just going to, we're just going to, we're just going to move on. It's going to move on from it. It's going to move on from it. It's okay. You're so about five first... subscribers to my channel that are checking out this new show for some bizarre reason. <laughs> the next the next match had the fabulous Mula who were going to have the part. Remember what I said about when we're talking about Benoit own heart, you're going to have to just partition it like a hard drive. <laughs> not 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 talking about the horrible things that they have allegedly done or not done or it happened to them. I, I, I see. I don't have to do that for Mula because I don't believe it. OK, well, that's OK. So the fabulous Mula. I, 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 I completely disregard everything in that Vice documentary. I completely disregard everything. Uh, that came up with the whole social needing to remove her from mm. titles. No, 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 no. Fabulous okay. Mula is awesome to me, and I love her. She was amazing in this match, and Mae Young taking bumps off the apron multiple times was freaking amazing. May I Young, love this. I May thought Young. it was going to end with that ivory pin-up um, pin at the beginning, and it didn't. Oh, my gosh, this was a great match. This was my first exposure to the Fabulous Mula and Mae Young when I was a kid. So I this is how I remember them, and mm-hmm. literally been put through tables by the Dudleys was yeah. just I just thought that's what they did. Um, but yeah, Fabulous Mula was like the oldest women championship winning in two minutes. Mm-hmm. Ivory was great; she did her job, being like that despicable heel. 
Um, well, Lawler a had a good line during this too, something about like an octogenarian. Oh, it's slipping my mind right now, and I don't have my notes in front of me. Darn it! The, but there was a great line from Lawler about an octogenarian and winning the title. <sighs> Darn it! Oh. It's okay. Anyway, props to you, Mula. I love you. <laughs> Uh, a throwaway match with the Hollies. They defeated New Age Outlaws via disqualification. This is the decline of the New Age Outlaws, by the way. Really? So, because yeah, what I was, was going to say is this this uh, promo by Road Dog. watching this one is when it really cemented me with he is one of the best on the mic of all time ever, period. Oh, I'm not talking about the mic. I'm talking about in-ring and the trajectory yeah. of where they would Mr. go. Uh, Billy Gunn seemed to have fallen off in some way in this match. He yeah. did not seem like himself. Road Dog, um, I thought was okay. Yeah. Crash Holly I, actually stood out to me as somebody who could really wrestle. Well, this like is really I, take good this, bumps. This is what I wanted to, to mark, right? So up onto this point, we would have seen these lads in a hardcore division. Most so, right. Um that was well, sorry, we wouldn't we would know them as the hardcore division, particularly Crash Holly and Hardcore Holly. Hardcore Holly would be had a few to Al Snow and Big Boss Man at this point. The the outlaws would have pretty much been the face of the tag division, along with the acolytes and stuff like that, right? Moving into 2000, this is when we start seeing um Crash Holly going into the hardcore division and being known as Mr. 24 7. Um, hardcore Holly kind of never really left, he kind of just settles into just being that journeyman wrestler. Um, up until he leaves WWE. But Billy Gunn and Road Dog, they have a kind of split soon. They go back into DX and start kind of being Triple H's lackeys in 2000. And then after that, the split happens. But what's important to note is you really start to see the separation of all these guys from being tag team or even hardcore staples in certain ways. Like, you wouldn't really see Road Dog in a hardcore match going for the hardcore belt for long periods of time. That would be swapped back to someone else. What, what is it? What is cool to note is you start seeing the change-up later on in the night with the Hardys and Edge and Christian really taking over. You know, so it's... yeah. This is, like, a very cool transition point for a lot of WWE now, and... It, you know, it, it it's sad to see as well because I know what's coming. And it's sad to see because it's like, oh, well, this is when it happens. But it's also right. really exciting. But you can't deny. You can't deny that crowd reaction. Yeah, they were that over. Road, that, that, oh, my gosh, that Road Dog gets um, yep. on his last line, not even having to say it, just throwing it up to the audience. I mean, that's but the, see, this, the, the tag team champions of the world promo. The crowd was so into. And then it's like, Man, it's like you're as your in-ring wrestling ability, at least for Billy Gunn, started to decline. It's like that's when you hit your popularity peak in terms of fan interaction. And we'd of course go see them, and you know, in TNA, and it was it was never really the same. But no. at least because of this, I understood why they're trainers down at the performance center. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like the New Age Outlaws are probably one of the best tag teams of all time, but Easily. by late night. But by late 1999, the best years are behind them. The exactly. Dudleys, Eds and Christian, the Hardys. That's your tag division. And that's what we'll start exactly. seeing going forward. And and then obviously when the Radicals come in, that changes again. And it just kind of goes more and more and more. And then we have the, the invasion angle. And that brings in a whole new bunch of people. But, you know, it, it, this is it. Like we, 
most people flag WrestleMania 17 as the end of the Attitude Era. Um, I would say this this period is like the end. You think it's of no the, mercy? No, I think this marks the period of the WWE Attitude Era because mm. the the final part of it is the bleed in of the rest of the people who were famous elsewhere and came in and changed what the WWE was. But this is the end of the actual WWE Attitude Era. Well, here's and the question, the though. Then, yeah, does I mean, I mean, you're basically saying it. Vince Russo left the Attitude Era, left with him. I would say if WCW and not not that he incorporated it and it worked successfully in WC. I'm not saying that. I'm mm-hmm. just saying he stopped writing WWE, and the, the Attitude time, Era started re- to go down. I would say it reaches conclusion naturally. As far as yeah, the, ta- the talent, uh, even, even still, like Austin loses, spoiler alert, in the, the, the main event, which is a really good main event, by the way. Um, Austin mm-hmm. loses, but okay. he had, but he, but he had neck, but he had uh, neck problems and he couldn't really go anymore. So he had to leave. So the actual change up, and actually, here's the thing. And the actual the Mr. Tri- McMahon character fell apart during this show, I think. It did. Yeah, and it really kind that of that Triple reaches... H thing. I did not like at all. Well, here's and I'm well, not it... saying that because of you. I'm saying that whole Triple H Vince McMahon segment. I went, "Ooh, this isn't the Vince McMahon of the Attitude Era." I'm watching. No. What is this? But this is it, right? This is why it's important because this is when all of that changes. And what happens at this point? 2000 is probably WWE's best year ever, as far as creative, creative wise, match wise, all that kind of stuff. And when you see it, I want you to keep that in mind and. The listeners and viewers as well because it, it, it is and the main thing about it is it's because it's completely different it's not the attitude era even though it is this is the end of the WWE attitude era so keep that in mind going forward um i i i don't i don't agree you have to see it you have I, to see I, it. I don't agree that's fine that's fine okay maybe wait hold on, hold on maybe as a year in total but I think the best time for professional wrestling was the um, mid 2011 into the beginning of 2012. I I want I I want I want to park this, and I want to come. Okay. Oh, oh, I want okay. to park it, and I want to come back to it because it's something that after I've seen. That's fair. Yeah, after I think it, the summer of Punk and then Punk leaving. Yeah. yeah, the rise of Brian. I just oh, yeah, no, and I'd say like in in, in a sense of modern WWE, absolutely, I hundred percent agree with you. I say it's close to it, but when you see what two thousand actually was, you will actually understand what I'm getting at. Because you know, you mentioned wrestling to anybody nowadays uh, who watched it, and they will remember right, two thousand. Right. They will remember two thousand. The reason why is because it was all there. That's when the rock kind of grew. But I mm. want to I want to park the conversation because we it's pretty much going to be our entire show next year. It's just covering two thousand, right? Okay. So, uh, um, like yeah. you could definitely tell in this show that the rock was at a far bigger place than he was two pay per views yeah. ago that we watched. Absolutely, for sure. It, this is this is a complete reset because Vince Russo is gone, so they had to figure out what they were going to do, and you Rest can see in, in this. Ex- exactly they, they completely just kind of reset everything and they're going forward and from this point on well actually no not from this point it uh, survivor series is like a continuation of this in a lot of ways after armageddon 
into Royal Rumble, that's when you start seeing this really big shift. So that will make sense. We will get we will get there, but um, keep that in mind. So look, as I said, Triple H, Stone Cold Steve Austin, not much to really say. It's a good match. I totally get why you aren't a huge fan of it. Um, I just it, thought it was kind of boring. And I it hate was, matches but where their matches always were. Like, Triple H and the, and Triple H and Stone Cold never really had a good match, to be honest with you. My issue, my issue isn't just like okay. I agree that the chemistry there's just something that's lacking. Something there. off always. Um, and everything but, every time they did it. Yeah. Right, but that being said, um, I just I don't know. There, I I hate matches where you just focus on one limb and you beat it up, and then the wrestler can't use it. Like with Austin, it doesn't make sense to take out his knee. The stunner doesn't require. He could just use his other leg to kick you. Like the stunner's not a move that's going to re- be the reason. The reason. The reason why was because it was t- like when at this point the whole thing because his neck wasn't injured yet. Well, it was, but it wasn't storyline injured. Um, right. When he comes back, they would change. They would fo- like a Triple H Austin match would be him focusing on his neck instead of the knee. But at this point, he had okay. the knee, so you know the surgically repaired knee, as Jr. said about. 70 million times um that's that's what the story was so that's why they did it um i agree with you it's i know i'm point. just saying i just don't i just don't i just even if that's not even if there's not a real life issue i hate when i have to watch a match where somebody's arm gets beat up the whole time and then it has yeah, no well, that, impact that, on the finale that was the that was the gimmick you know the cerebral assassin right it's i just i think triple h and the rock worked a lot better and you know it's in a weird way it's Austin being injured allowed The Rock to take that over and actually make it all kind of click. But this is where you start seeing what 2000 could have been if Austin still had been around. But look, yeah, it, it well, was... that that and oh, sorry, no, go on. Do you want to? No, no, could I not? No, no. I was going to say that the mankind rock thing. Fuck. Mm. Oh, I'm sitting bed. Brutal, man. Yeah, brutal. Right. Way too yeah. brutal. Um, and, uh, I got to say British Bulldog, this is some of the worst I've ever seen him look. Oh yeah. But this, this was, I mean, this, this was near the end, man. He'd be, he'd I know. Be, and, and it's yes, and I'm aware of that, but like, man, you could see it. You could yeah, see you could steroid see abuse mixed with the drug issues, just pouring from him. And then hearing Jerry Lawler on commentary saying how he's in the best shape of his life. I wanted to like reach back in time through my screen and slap him just for saying that. Yeah. He wouldn't like, like he would he wouldn't be around WWE for much longer. This is his last kind of real big appearance in WWE. And it sucks because it's like as a kid I remember him showing up for like two it felt like two months because it kind of was. Right. And then he was gone. And I'm like oh but he was cool. Like I liked original you know, British Bulldog with the with the flares around his legs and like it was fun. I you know? I did and like I I kind of preferred this though with the grungy thing. I just wished he had to give him something. The grungy, the the black jeans, yeah, the black jeans. And it was it was cool. Like I thought, like you know, I think he made a big impact on me in that more than he did with the original one. Um, okay, but okay, st- but still, it was kind of like, where did he go? You know, again, eight-year-old me couldn't fathom that, you know, yeah. where did he go? What happened, you know? But it was what it was, and the rock got over, and, you know, history happened. Can I ask you, what do you find, since we basically have just covered this pay-per-view by jumping around like Mad Men? Mm-hmm. Um, you're welcome. 
people trying to follow this. Um, what's your thoughts on essentially money in the bank, but not money in the bank? Like, what, what's your thoughts the on much? the briefcase containing kayfabe, $100,000 versus containing something that storyline-wise is useful? Well, now, I will say if okay. somebody can, if somebody can look it up and you can show me receipts and show me that the Hardys actually legitimately got a hundred thousand dollars for winning this match, they won, right? Did I mix that up? They did, yeah. They won, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like if you can show so, me that okay, so they got they got a bonus, fine. So, but before I don't before, like this. Before I answer it, right. So uh Val Venus defeated Mankind in a terrible match. X Pac defeated a brutal match, but that's what I was trying to I was talking yeah. about the rocks. I the rock with the sledgehammer but the oh my gosh val venus like killed mankind's back yeah his head. It, it really was a nice to watch i i hated that not much. fun i did yeah. not like it uh x-pac defeated bradshaw rook and kane in the four corners elimination match which would set up something down good. the road but it was good it, it, it just yeah it would set up it would set up a, a a better match down the road but still it was pretty good like as i said it was a raw the, match it was that's exactly what it was it was a raw match um, yeah. the, the card in total, you know, there's not really a bad match on it as such. There's just the good, there's a lot more good than bad. Um, I'd agree. I'd agree. So, look, the main talking point of this to finish off the show, because we have about 13 minutes, was this new brood with Gangrel uh, versus Education Ladder match, right? Okay, so that's the question. This is the first time this was done in WWE where they'd hang up a briefcase with the money, right? Um, and this is why we watched for the listeners who may have been listening a couple weeks ago. The reason we watched this match is we have been going through all of the TLC matches mm. and some ladder matches. And Dara wanted to show me this is when it went from your Shawn Michaels, uh, uh, Scott Hall Razor style Ramon. ladder match to be totally reinvented. Yeah. Thank so you. This... Thank you for the cafe of Razor Ramon. I appreciate that. You're welcome. So this is this is this is the match where everything changed, right? Even the the first the over the top camera, you know, that was introduced in oh. this match. Oh, yeah, right. You know, that was the first time this was used. Yeah. Okay. So so there's so much in you this. You set it up. Yeah. Because so I'm gonna complain a lot. So you set that's up okay. First. No, that's okay. What I'd say is watching this match now mm. is the equivalent and complaining about certain things in it that don't really jive is the equivalent of watching um aliens and not be or or um oh yeah we we'll go aliens watching aliens and being upset with certain things that you don't like or watching the original terminator and pointing out that it's Wait, very time out, time out time out time out time out time out time out we're just gonna stop right there even though we only have a limited amount of time left, you cannot, with a serious face, tell me that aliens did not completely dissect and ruin alien. The aliens should not have been that easy to kill. They okay. should not have been so numerous okay. and running around so fast. The creep factor is completely gone. For goodness sake, Dara, Halloween is freaking tomorrow, and you're going to tell me that Aliens holds up as a good movie and doesn't at all tarnish the legacy of the original Alien and what Sigourney Weaver poured into that movie emotionally? How dare you? Well, first, it's Halloween today, so... Happy Halloween. I mean, depends on where you are. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Um, but I, what I'd say is, it's like I was more saying from an action standpoint as an action movie. Um, both those things kind of reinvented the idea of what an action movie is, but have been done no, so I get, much. I get what you're. you're but, well, I actually, I actually do agree with you. Like, 
Alien is a better movie than Aliens for like a horror fact. But what what yeah, I say um, is um, last it, night. Last no, well hold on. Last night I had the option between watching Alien, the first one, and watching Mother, the Darren Aronofsky movie, because I wanted to watch something you know horrifying for Halloween. Don't watch Mother. No, Mother's not. Especially good. if. The, especially if the person you're watching it with doesn't understand all the biblical allegories because they'll just be sitting there going, what's going on? And you'll be sitting yeah. there going, oh my gosh, this was such a cool connection. You have to yeah, way too much of a thinking movie to be scary. Yeah, like it's it's not good to watch as a horror movie because it's not. No. <laughs> it's not. But it's, it's I mean, it's, Darren Aronofsky's a genius and it was yeah, incredibly look, well directed and made it, and everything. It, but I mean, it's, it's, it, it's a good movie as like, as you said, think of think of man's movie. But if you're watching mom for something scary, yeah. it's not good. Um, yeah, should have watched Alien. But yeah, Dara told me to watch it. Cam a week ago, and I made that mistake and uh, hey, got put Cam. in the doghouse for it. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Oh. Thanks. Oh, yeah, you weren't thanks. Hand- oh, we'll talk about that later. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, what what I say <laughs> back, is back to this match. So I say about this ladder match, right? As I said, it, it's in that kind of equ- equivalent idea where. It did so much and it was so mm. revolutionary. But 20 years removed where we've seen crazier stunts and we've seen these kind of been refined and even like a ladder match, you know, with, with AJ Styles and stuff like that now. It's very antiquated. But what you're telling me, let me, let me see if I can translate this for myself in the audience. What you're telling me is don't get upset that they did spots just to do spots and forgot about climbing the ladder to win a match. Because that's my biggest gripe. This is the first it, ladder match I saw where they weren't was, the ladder to win. Yeah, the match was designed to show off. Because this is the first time that they actually were given a platform right. and given 15 minutes to go out and steal the show. And he did. Okay. 20 years later, you're still watching it. You're like, wow, this made them. This match, this is the reason why Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy, Edge and Christian are who they are. This is the okay, only reason. That's fair. You know, that's and if, it's and also if you, the reason. It's also the reason why Joey Mercury had to get his whole face stapled back together because Matt Hardy thought that twenty years later, using the stupid uh, seesaw, seesaw spot with the ladder would be a great idea without properly instructing the rest of the wrestlers on how to take the bump, and then he wouldn't go and visit him in the hospital because Matt Hardy is one of the worst human beings to have ever graced this planet. What I will say to that is that's the only reason why I watched that pay per view. Because <laughs> I wanted to see You're that awful. spot. So. I'm You're sorry. Awful. It's the only reason I want to see that spot. So I was like, oh, whatever. Paul on it. Paul on the degree in that match. Screw you. <laughs> I know we know the real reason, but um, <laughs> but anyway, look. What I'd say to you is, I do understand the criticism. But what I will no, say, no, it's, it's an amazing it's, match. I'm nitpicking. I just but, I don't like yeah, ladder I, matches where you don't climb to win, man. But, but I understand that it's but, starting a precedent. It, in context as well like that's it you know mm. these were like well the job- shock value of seeing stunts that you never would have seen before well these were jobbers. i mean I'm sure it blew people's minds but these were jobbers. Yeah, that's what, that's good it point. like these were like guys who yeah okay edge and christian like christian was a light heavyweight champion edge won an icy belt right. for like a, for like a day and the hardys literally were jobbers right mm. they knew if we don't do this now were probably not and they, they did they had like a an invitational tournament where they had a couple of matches but they were like right if we don't steal the show we're never going to be able to steal the show so mm. i totally get why they did it and obviously it worked that well because they're millionaires but well, isn't there is there a quote from matt hardy something along the lines of this is the match that turned us from wwf wrestlers to wwf superstars 
I would believe that. Yeah, that's exactly it. I, you know, I, I read it, it off Wikipedia, them, so it's probably true. Well, it made them legends. <laughs> yeah, we know how good Wikipedia is, right? But no, it, yeah, it didn't. It, it, made, it made them legends, you know, and that's the kind of thing. And even the the match at WrestleMania, the the first time that they bring in the Dudleys, that was okay. But this match was better. TLC two would obviously blow it away at seventeen. But again, like without this match, I, I would argue, and I think obviously that quote was true. Um, my Hardy would agree with me. Without this match, <laughs> there would be no Hardy Boys. There would be no Edge and Christian. There would be no yeah. TLC. It just would have stayed as it was. You know, this changed the whole concept of a ladder match, for better or for worse. If if you you know want to go that way, but I would for say it's better. It, for yeah. better, I do think for better. I'm like I said, I I did preface that I'm nitpicking, and it is for better. And what the like. A big thing is, but you still you, didn't answer my question. Okay, what was the question? Would you rather have a fake hundred dollars suspended from the top <laughs> of the ring that means nothing, just right. like the what was it, uh, Big John Stud slamming well, people for hundred thousand dollars? What were they like, supposed? What were you want to see it matter? But what I don't know, a title, a contract, a big piece of salami. I'm currently having some alligator beef jerky, so that's why salami's on my mind. But right. no. It's a possibility. Um, I, I I'm okay with the the briefcase. Lita, what Lita in the briefcase? <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, look, I'm okay. I'm okay with the briefcase. To be fair, I think it works in this case. It's it's did a better you buy visual into than... it when you were little. Did you buy oh, of into it? it? Oh yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay, fair. Well then, fair. Fair enough. Because um, like, if it had been a con, like a contract would have made less sense because it's like. Hundred thousand dollars, whatever. I for for this that worked, but I usually do agree. I prefer something a bit more physical to hang above the ring. I agree with you there. Um. Anyway, Dave, that is the end of the show. So before we go, what would be your letter grade for this pay per view? Oh man, um, and I have to give it an A. This oh, is a straight yeah, up A pay per view for me because Absolutely, it set yeah. so many precedents, like we talked about. And I mean, mm. even the stuff that I complained about is complete nitpicking and yeah. just you know jokes for the sake of having a good time on the show but i mean mm. oh i was entertained from bell to bell quite literally and uh triple h i didn't like the storyline of vince mcmahon necessarily but then i liked how triple h was like no i really am keeping the belt so i don't know the story you could tell that there was a weakness in yeah. storylines after russo left because yeah. you could see the difference between the build-up of the video packages which were great but then the execution of storylines backstage Without mm. Russo writing, very mm. evident. So, yeah. I, but I still give it an A. Had enough of his influence, and uh, you know, the only thing that could have made it better was Lita suspended above the ring. Fair enough. I would also give it an A. Uh, next week we're gonna we're gonna like we have our Bound for Glory show coming up, so we're gonna do that, and then we'll do Unforgiven. We'll circle back around and do a sold out at some point. Um, but yeah, guys, let us know if something you want to you want us to cover. Nerdtonomedia@gmail.com. You can leave a comment below, or you know we're on pretty much all the the platforms that you can find us. Uh, search Nerdtonom Media or search the Wrestling Rewind, Wrestling Rewind on YouTube as well. So, guys, again, if you want to reach out to get Dave at Dave, at D Dave Stevens, um, you know, send Hashtag all your hate mail. Save Dave. Hashtag save Dave. Do give him a follow. And of course, I'm on Twitter at RWV and this show is on Twitter at, uh, at WVI Desk. So guys, we will see you next week here on Phoenix 92.5 FM at the Wrestling Rewind. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production. 